Welcome to the Human Habit Podcast, where we bring you insights into everyday human behavior and help you to change your habits, change your life and transform yourself. I'm your host and brother, Ibrahim Salaman, the Human Habit Guy, a street scientist in the school of everyday life. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the podcast. A'udhu billahi minash shaitan rajeem. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillah rabbil alameen. Wa salatu wa salam ala rasulullah. Rabbi shrahli sadri wa sirli amri wa hlal uqtatan min lisani yafqaw qawli ama ba'd. السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الحمد لله رب العالمين All praise and all thanks due to Allah Hi everyone, I hope you are good and well In good health and iman of faith Inshallah And in today's episode It's all about another book recommendation And thus I want to bring your attention To another wonderful book called Transformation After Trauma Subtitle Embracing Post Traumatic Growth by Stephanie M. Hutchinson, PhD. This is a great book, an interesting and very inspiring book that teaches us and encourages us to overcome any trauma. Even better, how to leverage our past traumas to transform ourselves into the best version of ourselves. Trauma, which is defined as the reaction or response to a deeply distressing or disturbing experience, or the emotional shock following a stressful event or physical injury that overwhelms an individual's ability to cope and of course which may lead to long-term negative consequences such as the various type of mental health problems. And as a keen student of human nature, someone who is deeply interested in the emotional side of the human experience and of course the key role our habits play, in every aspect of our life from personal change and self-transformation, personal achievement, health and happiness. As you can imagine, I love a before and after personal transformation story. And Stephanie M. Hutchinson is certainly someone who has made a great before and after personal transformation. And in this book, she shares the life lessons she's learned from some of the most difficult periods of her life and how she overcome the traumas she had to endure, such as, for example, from childhood to late teens, she experienced multiple sexual violations, she was attacked at knife point, another time she found her significant other at the time, a man named Stan, dead only at when she was 25 years old, and then she found herself thinking and contemplating suicide numerous times and yet despite all that difficulties and dark periods in her life she managed and learned to hold on to and focus on the joy and positive things in her life and now she has since developed a passion helping individuals overcome trauma hardships and how to cope with the inevitable stresses or difficulties of life she has a phd she has her own life coach company. She's a certified life coach and stress management coach, a neuro-linguistic programming practitioner and a yoga instructor. And she has also found the new hobbies of climbing mountains and traveling the world. In other words, since overcoming some of those despairing nightmare experiences, she has gone on to turn her life around and make some positive, meaningful life changes, lifestyle changes, and in her own words, quote, I've had tremendous life experiences. And those experiences, the negative and the positive, have made her to become amazed and deeply interested 
at the capability and resilience of the human being, particularly she's fascinated by the power of the human mind and body and how they can be harnessed to overcome hardships. Her inspirational story, the triumphant and tragics, the ups and downs, reminds us that hope and healing are always possible. And that's what her goal of this book is in the hope of encouraging and teaching us to keep going at the difficulties of the challenges of life and how we overcome it. She says tools and tactics, strategies. And her story actually reminded me of a couple of things. The first one was a Quranic versa. I've mentioned this before, but it's worth reminding ourselves. Where Allah says, for indeed after every hardship will come ease indeed after hardship will come ease and another quote was my sister shared with me recently quote now every time i witness a strong person i want to know what dark did you conquer in your story mountains do not rise without earthquake and that's what it's definitely really teaches us how we can leverage our past traumas, difficulties and hardships to turn them into opportunities and challenges that we can overcome and to become the best or the greatest version of ourselves, like I mentioned. Make massive personal and professional growth and transformation. And she's also a college professor for 12 years as a biology professor She's always been interested in the human body anyway, but her difficulties have made her to become more, even more interested in the human mind too now. So in this book, this is a great book that really provides tools on how to overcome traumas and hardships and deal with stresses. As a teacher as well, she's a great teacher, a great storyteller, and she basically shares this with us with the help of empowering us. So what I want to do, inshallah, is just share with you a couple of ideas from the first two chapters. Chapter 1 is called Goal Setting After Trauma. Chapter 2 is called Habits to Replace. And if you are one of my regular listeners on the Human Habit Podcast or you know me personally, you know I have a habit of talking about habits, right? But I tell you, someone who will give me a good run for my money, I now know it would be Stephanie. She talks about the word and the importance and the extraordinary power of habits and the key role they play in human behavior. And she's really, this book is really teaches us on how to break the bad habits that keep us stuck in our traumas and in the past and how to, of course, replace them with good habits that will help us to create a better and brighter future and make those uh, desirable, meaningful, positive, lasting changes we all want, right? That will bring us in the happiness, health, satisfaction and fulfillment we all want, right? And But just to quickly give you an overview of the 10 chapters of the book. The first one, like I mentioned, is called Goal Setting After Trauma. Chapter 2, Habits to Replace. Chapter 3 is called Meditation. It's about meditation. She mentions the three-part breath and the importance of developing good breathing habits. And of course, being a biology professor, she really shares an anatomy and explains it beautifully and being a teacher of course she's definitely got a, a beautiful habit of teaching excellent teacher so she explains a great explainer and then she talks about mindfulness meditation loving kindness meditation tongue length meditation 
Try to pronounce that right. The power of meditation. Chapter 4 is about exercise. She mentions hiking, yoga. Chapter 5, she talks about mindful eating and the danger of, of course, eating mindlessly. And she talks about it in her own personal story of how she got into the bad habit of eating or overeating or emotional eating. And she talks about a note on intermittent fasting. Of course, as Muslims, we fast in the month of Ramadan and other people fast following the Sunnah, the way of the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. Mondays and Thursdays, so she talks about the importance of fasting. Chapter 6, Creative Expression. She talks about the importance of having a creative outlet and using creative expression as a way um, to overcome trauma. Drawing, painting, poetry, dancing. Chapter 7 is about journaling. Chapter 8 is about loving your body, you know, that self-image. And then Chapter 9 is about connections to community, the importance of community having other positive people around yourself and you want to make positive changes the power of routine of course we mentioned habits is one action but a routine is a string of habits that cluster together so we have mental habits you know emotional habits and spiritual habits physical habits and routine so she's in here she talks about the power of routine and creating good routines and conclusion she has be kind to yourself. But what I want to do is just really quickly share with you a few things from the first two chapters. The importance of goal setting after trauma and chapter two, habits to replace. She tells the story and on the previous and chapter, which is, you know, introduction, let the healing begin. And by the way, this book really and is a reminder that hope and healing are possible. So she shares us and provides us with the tools that we too, wherever difficulty perhaps you were going through or whatever pain or difficulties that we will go through in the future or how to deal with it. Obviously from Islamic perspective, like I mentioned, we also got tools, but from a human perspective, look, the human experience is a common experience. So we can all learn something from each other. And that's why she wrote this book in the hope that you and me and anyone who's reading this book will learn in tactics, strategies and tools and the first one she talks about is goal setting after trauma. So what happened was all those negative circumstances and offense obviously made it sent her into a downward spiral and she got into the negative habit or bad habit of, for example, falling in with the wrong and wrong crowd of men and getting involved with the wrong crowd of men, which of course led her to getting into, you know, a more deeper issues with them. For example, one guy was who ended up in holding in a knife point or razor to her and then he ended up crashing her car and all sorts of bad habits that bad habit of getting involved with the wrong crowd of men looking and hoping to find and replicate someone with her other significant other in Stan who she found dead right so hoping to find somebody similar to Stan that led her to get involved with the wrong crowd of men but she acknowledges that she made that choice right so obviously that's the most important when you have enough is enough. So another thing was that she got into was she got into overeating, which made her to put on a lot of weight. And then her doctor was encouraging her and trying to motivate her. But obviously she was in a bad place, bad situation. So she was not motivated. And she mentions how she's, you know, like contemplating suicide and in overcoming using um, depression, like medication and all sorts of things. But 
So obviously she was not in a position to be motivated and her doctor's trying to encourage her to stop eating this stuff and to lose weight because her weight, she was emotional eating and comfort eating, right? So it was in here where she when she was diagnosed with um, costrol, or yeah, I think it was costrol, high costrol, and then she realized something needed to change. So she had, that's when she made that conscious decision that enough was enough. So what she did was she knew she was not going to exercise for her health right and so what she did was she and um, got involved in another activity she would join up in meetup meetup groups and she was she's actually a people's people and you can see that because that's why she developed a passion for helping individuals now to overcome difficulties and you know helping in them to cope with in the challenges of life right as a life coach so she's a people's people anyway so in those groups and it was in one of those groups when she had a chat with a lady who mentioned that she was bit, was working on climbing a particular mountain. So it's definitely when her research about this mountain, she discovered that this, she didn't even know about those mountains. But after the research, she discovered this, this particular mountains, maybe 13 or 14 of them. So she's a goal-oriented person. So this was the first time in her life that she started setting clear goals that she wanted. So that's one of the things she emphasizes in, in this chapter, making sure that these goals are yours. And as a professor, college professor for 12 years, she realized that even her students, she realized that when they are lacking motivation and progress, she would ask once a little bit of investigation and asking, she'll find that that these people don't even really are not here because they want to. Some were there because of their parents. Some were there because of their employees. So she emphasizes really and deeply that making sure that these goals or the goals you set yourself are yours, right? So she's goal-oriented. She got into the habit of climbing, hiking up 100 mountains a year. And that obviously indirectly helped her to improve her fitness and exercise. So she uses, a, uh, she's got techniques and methods she shares, but she makes sure, she emphasizes that make sure the goals are yours, right? And she mentions how also that if it's, if those goals don't serve you, then you can change them, not worrying about what other people think. Make sure that society, other people, your parents and stuff don't dictate your goals. So that's really important. Be specific and set a time frame and write your reasons down on why you want to achieve. And so really that's a great chapter. There's a lot more I could share with you, but obviously I'm limited to time. So inshallah, what I want to do now is share with you some ideas from the second chapter of the book, which is called, as I mentioned, Habits to Replace. I'll start with a quote. Throughout my life, I've put myself in so many dangerous situations due to bad habits. When I think of how many times I've been in situations where I was physically and emotionally hurt. That's the first few words of that chapter. And what Stephanie talks about really is, like I mentioned, she has a habit of talking about habits a lot and the extraordinary power of habits and the key role they play in human behavior, as I mentioned before. And she mentions, like, for example, like I mentioned, getting involved the wrong crowd of men would lead her into a bad place, in overeating, they're into a bad place, and, and debts and all sorts of things, right? So she says that, and in the, in this chapter, she she mentions how important it is to first become aware of your triggers, what triggers you, what makes you to do these things, right? And because it's 
once you become aware and the triggers it's more easier like we mentioned then it's easier to stop a habit right and she freely she's a great storyteller she tells lots of stories around her own life and other people how the numerous bad habits she's learned right and which have led her into a deep and which have led her to falling into you know deep depression and so on and forth right she mentions in lots of bad habits and how she overcame it so for example she gives the example of how she got into the habit of taking um pills or over-the-counter pain uh, medication whenever she felt quote the slightest bit of pain without really addressing why i was in pain so she said that she started to pay attention to what she was thinking and feeling before she started taking these pills whether she was like if she was feeling bored anxiety depression or also other bad habits it would lead to us so she mentions how she got into like in peeling off skin she got into the habit of and going shopping online and on stores which which led her to getting into you know a large amount of credit card debts and and buying a lot of in uh, unnecessary things that she did not really need and also and then also another time she started she started taking this little mint gum or coffee gum and she noticed that she was taking like maybe 12 to 14 a day right this coffee mint gum she realized was like the equivalent of six to seven cups of coffee <laughs> so she realized she's a quote i started to pay attention to what i was thinking and feeling right before i took one and an interesting finding for me was that i would take many means to be honest when i thought i was going to be tired versus when i was actually tired and then quote this isn't as surprising as i do the same things with many medication but i also started to notice that i feel more tired after i took the pain so she goes on to say why it's so important to understand why you do what you do because when you don't fully understand why you do what you do or what triggers you then it's hard to change a behavior a bad habit in that you engage in so she really goes on and explains it and she goes on to say that you know whatever addiction or bad habit you have whether that's like you know in social media food drugs addiction to porn or sex or any other bad habit you unless you first become aware you'll never change so uh, we mentioned that the importance of triggers and of course she, she shares her techniques and tactics on how to do that and how to identify as that replacing the bad harmful habits so inshallah i'll leave it as that this is a great book and to be honest with you she's definitely a very very compassionate person she shares her life story in the hope that we will use these tactics strategies and tools and to overcome any obstacles challenges or difficulties and hardships and definitely i'm going to remember stephanie myself because she's the first person who's gave me my first free perk because of the podcast she kindly wrote me a email and encouraging and thanking me for the for sharing you know ideas on the podcast book sent me all the way from america which read quote dear ibrahim thank you for the work you do to empower others to change their habits and their life and i want to say also thank you stephanie for the work you do to empower others to change their habits and their life too so i really appreciate and you sending the book and i hope you guys will benefit and get this book so guys and that's it for today's episode inshallah and please do remember 
that the habits of the heart, habits of the mind, habits of the soul and the habits of the body do matter. They shape our existing and our future in this life and the year after. And you don't decide your future, you decide your habits and your habits will decide your future. Please always keep that in mind and please if you found this beneficial, do me a favor and share it with family and friends. And until the next episode, inshallah, take care and I wish you success in this life and the year after. And I ask Allah to give us all ربنا أتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار Oh Allah, give us good in this life and day after and safeguard us from the punishment of the hellfire Ameen Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh